Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. This is Wrestlecast Radio. Yamato, coming at you. Myself and Alex. Ooh, hey, yeah. you know what time it can is. I, man. Can I can I call my fans uh, the Mellow Dramatics? If you want to, Sydney calls his fans his Cookie fans. Damn. Even though don't be cookie. don't be dipping your hands in the cookie jar, Sydney. Only he, he's in trouble. He's stealing. That's that's somebody watches on YouTube. Damn, like, kid tablet. Like, yeah, like you should have your kid tablet fans, not just his cookie fans. He's like, no, it's like cookie sea swirl. I'm like, no, you should have your own. Just like his father. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I ain't got no fans. I got uh I got subjects. Loyal, Subject? obedient subjects. You're weird. That's okay. The pay per view uh, aired today, guys. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't watch it, uh, I was going to pull this one out of Alex here uh, to see if he was up on his puro. They did it at the basement Monstar Arena in Tokyo, Japan. It was on Nico Nico. Alex, you have Nico hmm. Nico. Uh, no, that's not on my cable package. Which I don't know why I still have cable. <laughs> I don't even get Peacock out of the deal. At least you get Peacock. Yeah, Peacock's trash. Doesn't even work. It was a it was an interesting card. Uh, uh, volume one seventeen from the promotion six six six. Dynasty mm. and Yanagawa defeated the Rebel X Army. Micah Ozaki and Maya Yukihi. Uh, thoughts? Or, excuse me, they no won. They, they meet them. 
Uh, what about Jumbo Lee, Burbridge, Kagura, and Onryo defeating Hellgross Ken, Hellgross Ryu, and Kohei Kinoshita? I don't think I've heard of any of them. Uh, Jude Masaoka and Yusuke Kodama, former uh, member of Total Eclipse and Infants, defeated K666 hmm. and Nene Dai. This was on pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, then we had Koji Takeda and Konaka versus the Speed of Sounds, Banana Senga, and Sumo, Sutomu Osugi. Went to a 20-minute draw. Probably a barn burner. Hmm. Uh, Kuro Hadaka and Kenkuro Hushino with Yuiga defeated Fuminori Abe and Yuko Miyamoto. That's bullshit. Okay. I'm, I and know our, one name. Then our main event, June Kasai... Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, Joshi Ram Kaicho, yes, the Living Dead Girl, Senpai and Yasu Urano defeated Naoshi Sano and the Sano female Sekigun, question mark, question mark, and question mark. No more question marks though, right? Nope, that was, that was the uh, 666 pay-per-view. Uh, I was originally taped on June 6th, they just decided to air it on pay-per-view today, finally. <laughs> That's random as shit. The, the, I, I mean, are you going to watch it? Are you going to get it on uh, pay-per-view or fight? I, I might see if I can find that Nico Nico. It sounds I like you're they... like Hikaleo's. <laughs> like, I, I think they show um, uh, Caliga. Caligula? Damn, Ram Kindshow works the Ice Ribbon Tax Pro Wrestling Volume 7. Be happy with pro wrestling. Be happy with tax uh, in the main event. So she did double duty, double main events at the same time somehow. She really is the living dead girl. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm uh, down with that flavor. That's my, uh, that's my report from, from Bureau. Also, G1 Climax uh, Night 15 was today, and I, none of us watched it. Night 15, huh? Mm-hmm. Okada, Tom Waller was on it. You remember uh, we loved New Japan? <laughs> <laughs> like, we never missed it. Like, it nope. We love it. And now we're like, yeah. Because it's been, I mean, I love Shingo Takagi. I love what the Dragon did, um, you know, during his run as champion multiple times, um, I believe. And, you know, I, I thought it got out of the rut that Evil kind of created in 2020, but I don't blame Evil. Um, You've got to try something different, especially during, you know, the pandemic time in 2020. Is that the stadium show, right? The baseball stadium you turned? Yeah. No, he turned at uh, uh, was it? Naito won the title back at the, that that's that right. That's it seemed like they had like two baseball stadium shows within like three months, but I could be he wrong. He won the New Japan Cup, but then he won it like at Dominion or something, I think. New Japan Cup, just, I mean, maybe because of the round robin aspect, but just always more fun. It, you know, it's, I think my problem is I've become so accustomed to going, okay, New Japan, who's wrestling on the last night? Yeah. Okay. The last you've been doing that for years, though. Years. But like, when I look at Block A, and I go, "There's no way that anybody other than Okada is winning this block." 
There's no, there's just, there's no way it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> you look at, you look at the, um, the B block. I think it's the B block. Let me, um, I would have to, I would have to go back here and look at some of these uh, previous events here. Let's look Maybe. at uh, night seventeen. Here we go. Okay, they don't have the card up. That's cool. So, Gloka, cool. Uh, Cage match is doing their thing. Uh, really, really holding it down for us here. Glad we have. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to like look at anything because I don't want to get spoiled. Spoiled, but like it's set up so perfect for Tabataga to eliminate. Jay White on the last night of the, the tournament. Uh, Again? Feel, well, last year it was Ishii that did. Well, I know, but it's just like it's the same. Oh, yeah, Jay White's the champ. I forgot because of that crazy finish to the match we were at in Chicago. <laughs> so, like, that to me, I also feel like on the last night, um, Rock Hard's gonna beat Osprey and win the block. So I think I think you got Rock Hard winning D. I think. I, I mean, I, I, Sonata wins probably again. His block. Really? Okada I, win his block. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad in the uh, was it night two that I saw him. Night one. Yes. No, night one. Him Jay White. So you figure. Yeah, because I think, so I think yeah, the, the 16th <laughs> is the last night. And there's only two more shows I left. can't wait to watch it. <laughs> well, whoops, we are. We're yeah, so, so let's, let's break this down. We <laughs> I thought we had so much time. Yeah. <laughs> Okada, Lance Archer, Jonah, Bad Luck, Folly. Okay. Jonah wins, sure, whatever, doesn't matter. Okada will beat Archer and he'll win the block. Yeah. Ishii and Sonata, and then Tamataga and Jay White. I think Tonga plays spoiler on Jay White, and whoever wins Ishii and Sonata wins the block. Okay. I don't know what the points are, but that's just my assumption. Shingo's going to get upset by Phantasmo to eliminate him, and then Rock Hard Juice Robinson will beat Osprey to win the block. Hmm. And then Goto beats Evil to play spoiler, and then it's either Knight or Zack Sabre that wins the block. My guess going off of booking patterns is Naito wins, and then we get Okada and Naito in the finals. With, we'll say, I don't know if it's A, B, and then C versus D. That's the case. I, I, Sonata beats Juice, Okada beats Naito, and then Okada beats Sonata. Or... Okada beats Sonata or Juice, Naito beats the other one, and then Okada beats Naito, and then goes to the Dome to face Jay White. If, I, if I get all this right, I've only watched two nights of the show. So it's like, <laughs> that's kind of why I'm just not like... Swear to God, if that happens. <laughs> the deep home, no cool. But that... <laughs> so I was doing, I was pretending I was Stuart Fulton I can't wait to hear him go ham tonight. <laughs> we have the 16th is the last night of it, and then the 17th is the finals. Oh, so next, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a dick and we went to their show, like in Chicago, that we didn't really mm-hmm. talk about the experience, but we went, and uh, it happened. It's my problem is the exact problem that. Noah kind of got himself into. 
uh, all Japan has got themselves oh, into <laughs> definitely all Japan. Go voodoo murder is they've got themselves stuck where there's just no new talent. What I've been yeah. doing my my backlog binge of stardom where I watched March till the end of junior because I wanted to get everything done before I did my final uh, made my final ballot because I wanted to include any stardom. Mm-hmm. There's people in world title matches that you wouldn't think would be in there. Like like Mariah came over. She was the one I, I said uh, we had uh, Kristen Ashley on. I said, you know, what are your thoughts? I've heard Mariah and Fekla are going to join. You know, she's like, I haven't heard anything yet. I'm like, I'm telling you, if I'm right, these, these girls are great. Mariah won the Cinderella tournaments in three months after being with the company or whatever, and then she went on to Russell Sayakamitani for the white belt. Like, they make stuff. It's it's the same thing why Kadani's pissed at Nagata. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. But Kadani's like, listen, our partner in stardom is turning out new stars at 22 years old. Like, look at Utami yeah. Hayashikita. And he's like, show didn't come back from his final excursion to work a real match and a gimmick until he was 28. You know, this yeah, is I why mean, excursions for training, I don't think it's necessary anymore. Like they thought in the old days, I think you need to adapt. I think the excursions mm-hmm. to broaden your audience, like what Dragon Gate is doing and what they're doing right with their younger talent by making them do stuff and running big events at 19 and not just holding them to five basic moves um, and also letting them get character. Um, as we see with the class of, what was it, 2018, 2019 with, you know, Kakuda, uh, Sexy Boy Kenzo, and, of mm-hmm. course, uh, uh, Jackie Kamei. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just, they're just ahead of the pack and they're sending a lot of their stars out to America. I mean, uh, Yamato is going to be in Chicago, uh, you know, for that tournament. I believe it's GCW um, sometime so in the fall here. And then of I think course, October. He's going to be out. October. Or something? God. And why not figure why it out? Um, that shit. <laughs> I'm like, Help and then me, uh, Ben K, I see. Ben K, SB Kento. SB Kento is going to be on the East Coast. A lot of them are going to be out in Portland, I believe, as well uh, for a show. So, I mean. Skywalker and La Estrella. Jesus. I mean, that's going to turn some heads. That's going to, you know, bring your, your Puro fans, your, your marks like us, if you will. But uh, it'll definitely open the eyes um, for new fans. Like I did myself, you know, when we saw them back in Chicago in 2010, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dragon Gate. So it's many people that we see today, you know, were, you know, either just kind of cutting their teeth. Well, not really. You know, all of them were pretty much a few years in. But uh, just thinking about that night and that talent and, you know, that's still going today is just, it's pretty damn cool. I mean, think of the Ricochet, Shima, Shingo, Dragon Kid, y- y- Yoshino, Doi, yeah. Danielson, Moxley, you Brody, know, Akira uh, Tozawa, Brody, uh, BB Hulk. Eric Cannon. <laughs> yeah, T Trunkers are uh, two ugly fucks or whatever they're called. <laughs> I mean, it was just. But yeah, I mean, it's just great. again, they just know what the hell they're doing. It's it's insane how stupid they are um, with uh, just kind of having their finger on the pulse, if you will. Um, that's why Dragon Kid, you, you take the mask off, you have them ride a skateboard, whatever, but it's over. And they realize, you know, hey, we're going to stick with this until, you know, it fails and we turn them into Moonlight Kids. So. Moonlight Kids, Dragon Daya. Moonlight Daya? 
Moonlight Daya. <laughs> That's what it, I meant. Let's say Dragon Kid. Yeah, Dragon Kid on the brain. Okay. Um, okay. But I mean, Noah, you know, kind of on the way too, is they have a weird balance. Like, they have a lot of the veterans, especially in Congo, um, with Nakajima and Kano. You got Goshiyazaki, who I believe is in his early 40s. Um, you know, and then you have, like, your bread clubs, your, you know, just, I'm looking at this talent, you know, Marafuji, you know, Sagura, Mokuzuki, and then, you know, you, you get Kaito Kiyomiya, and then the other Kiyomiya, who, you know, had a hell of a match in a cage, you know, with, uh, you know, with the stablemate at the time and tag team partner, um, Nakajima, where it's just like, whoa, they have a, a crazy balance, you know, Kaito Kiyomiya, though, um, you know, finally getting that win over uh, <laughs> Keiji Muta. Um, but still, it's it's wild how they can still put on theatrics. And, and as we saw from their stage design, um, their camera work, you know, everything for the streaming service, they're adapting to that level, even though they're part of a bigger universe, if you will, with the mm-hmm. universe, afraid after with so many different companies, uh, including DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro. So they're in a weird mix. You know, they, they were, you know, one and two on a lot of people's promotions of 2021. Um, and this year, you know, Dragon Gate, in our opinion, you know, still the best of the best. But, I mean, with the send one victory 2022 tournaments, you know, anything can happen. A, a healthy Goshiyazaki, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is – and what I like, too, is you got – you do have some outsourcing, you know. It was supposed to be Timothy Thatcher, obviously, but Kenny Okada comes in. Yeah. Um, game seven pitcher of the 91 World Series, Jack Morris, coming in here to, to be in the B-block. <laughs> you know, we get Satoshi Kojima. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Anthony Green, I'm excited for. I, I dug him in a vault. Um, Hiho Del Dr. Wagner Jr. could be a fun mix of this. Hideki Suzuki. You know, Masato Tanaka, Masaki Mochizuki are in it. So there's, it's a nice breed. It's, it's a really, there's a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that might really drive me nuts. Like, you know, if Ironhead starts no-selling and not jobbing or Suzuki does, I might start getting a little frustrated. But there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good shit on here, man. I mean, the last night of the tournament, does, does, was this like meant to be a rib? Like, did they tell Jack Morris that the last night of the tournament, um, he won't remember anything? Because he gets Masaki Tamiya that night. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. Tamiya <laughs> may go in there and treat him like he did Kidney Okuda when me and Isaiah were at the at Cork oh, and spear him into the... Into the match. I mean, but, I mean maybe. It's a... This field just has my attention so much more than New Japan, and I hate to say that because, like, I'm sure these New Japan shows have been fantastic. Like, I bet they've been great. I'm not by any means meaning anything bad, but, like, you know, I mean, we look at the card, and their promo posters, by the way, are just... Oh, again, the aesthetic that Noah has created since, you know, kind of coming on the Wrestle Universe... Um, changed the game. I know a lot of people, you know, yourself included, myself, I was ignorant to the matter, you know, when, when Noah changed their logo and the green and everything, everyone was in, you know, oh, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, what, 
been three, four years since, and, you know, it, I think they're, again, just they, they were realizing what the future of uh, Pure Risu was and is um, at that time, and I think they've taken the ball, and, and with this money under the Wrestle Universe umbrella, you know, is to help this fledgling company uh, and to give them hope. And, you know, with, again, um, you know, your Goshiyazaki's just having, you know, banner years, you know, besides the injury, you know, that took him out pretty much primarily all of last year. Um, and then, again, Kaito Kiyomiya and even the Masa, you know, Kitamiya. Um, uh, it's just this this talent. But, again, the Congo, you know, Kano being your leader. I think what's interesting about this N1, you know, 2022 is Kano's a champion where it doesn't matter who his opponent is it's going to be a damn good match. And, yeah. and you can't really say that with anyone, but he can work either or. He's that tweener in a way where it's like he's, I mean, him and Naito is a dream match. Like, give me Naito from six years ago. My God, this would be, this would sell out a dome of Tokyo. And, you know, just the, the, it's such a clash of similarities. Um, you know, with the the character and the braggadociousness and the tranquilo, if you will, from both guys, but they also want to hurt you. Like, Kano has that killing streak, though, uh, where Naito's going to, you know, outsmart you in a way to get that victory. So, I mean, it, it's just Kano, I think if they're smart enough, just have him run the gauntlet with this title. Um, and then I don't know who you, I mean, maybe it's Kaito Kiyomiya's time, you know, but I, I'd say don't rush that weight down the road, you know, to, to your next big show, maybe next year. Well, the winner of this goes on to the November Budokan Hall show. Uh, they're, they're like big end, end pay-per-view. So like, you know, it'll that be too short of a rain though. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to beat him yet. I mean, look, look at Nakajima. Nakajima, he won the last two years in a row, and last year is when he won the title. He didn't win the title after he won the first year. Mm. And he won it in 2020 and 2021. Oh, okay. So, you know, who's to say you, you can't try that? It, I thought it worked I don't, until, you know, the sour rum guy got involved. With all the old guys, but you know, I was going to ask you this year when you're talking uh, with Congo, has Kano become the most believable pro wrestler in the world? Like, if you saw this guy from from him invading Wrestle Kingdom, just punking out Shingo and, and company, all of LIJ and New Japan, just taking yeah. that mic from Muda and saying, get out of the fucking way, and just going to him. <laughs> To the presence he brings into the ring, the fact that he doesn't back down from anything, like he to me, to me feels like he's the most believable guy in the business right now, and I, and I love oh. it as a Cano Mark. I love it. Yeah, he's he's got that serial killer esque, you know, kind of maneuvering. He's cold blooded, and, mm-hmm. and you got to respect that. But he also has that side where you're like, oh, he, you know, he, he is, a, you know, a little bit human, as we saw with his entrances, you know, kind of coming out like an anime character or riding a bike, you know, towards, <laughs> uh, the DVD show there. Um, so, I mean, it's, he knows when to, when to ham it up, but it's not too frequent. And when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, you're, you're not, you know, 
you're not that Patrick Bateman, you know, of, of, of Noah. But uh, it's, it's, you know, he is a, a revelation, honestly. Like you said, the most real wrestler in the room. Besides Kingston, I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah. give me those two in the future. But, I mean, those, those two, um, definitely some of the most believable wrestler, professional wrestlers in the last year. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Zenon Victory poster for night one. And between staring at Kano and Nakajima and Go Shizaki, like <laughs> I believe everybody in this company would beat the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Go Shizaki would walk up to me, smirk and chop me, and I wouldn't know what happened to my life. And, and, and do you think Nakajima, I would say, be, would be in that conversation, too. Yes. But with the, you know, the events that happened, you know, where, you know, the match kind of got out of hand uh, recently and, you know, he had to apologize and, you know, went MIA for a second. I mean, d- does that kind of put him down a notch? Does that how can well, kind of leapfrog him? So I think I think there is always a, a, a want to get Kano back in there again. I think he okay. showed his loyalty to Noah, and I, I truly think that he stood out at Wrestle Kingdom over anybody on both rosters, maybe even that night. Oh, so I think oh, it was yeah. a long time coming. Um, okay. Somebody was saying, "What if, what if they, uh, what if Nakajima didn't get buried and they pushed him because they la- were laughing so hard that they punked out the champion?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But they're opening, so I guess take that for what it's worth. But then again, I'm always a believer in a hot start, too. Um, yeah. The dark match that will probably kick off at, like, 1245, 1230. Yoshiki Inamura on Stallion Rogers against Daiki Inaba and Kimi Okada. Um, hmm. That is wrong because Okada's in the tournament, so they haven't updated their, their board yet. Yep, they still have Timothy Thatcher on there. So it'll be Daiki Inaba and somebody. Maybe it'll be like Maybach Tali Gucci or something. Let me, I, I was going to ask your opinion. Kenny Okada, who, you know, fiery young baby faces they've been bringing up, yeah. he beat Yoshiki Inamura to take Timothy Thatcher's spot. Who would you have had to go through? Inamura, you know, has been coming and wearing that headband with his mohawk lately, big bruiser. Or is this that they want to see, you think, what they really got with Kenny Okada after he, yeah, you know, three years. Yeah, I would say it's more of the latter there. Um, I, I think, you know, kind of giving him, like you said, he's that red hot baby face. It's something that they kind of need within that company because everyone's such a, a, a brooding uh, physical force. You know, like you were saying, you know, everyone just beats ass. Whoa, that was crazy, and it's horrible at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I would say, AEW. yeah, I just turn on something and I just. Almost spoiled it, but wow. Um, I would have laughed really hard if we were there. But anyways, um, <laughs> um but no, I, I would say Kenya Okada, yeah, this, I mean, he's not, if he gets, I think, threes, why not? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to lose everything. Yeah. Um, I think there's a chance I mean, the only guy he beats is Jack Morris. But then again, who knows? I've never seen this guy before. I, I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about this guy. No clue whatsoever. <laughs> like, this is, this is one of those things where I'm walking into a, a, a show going, yeah. 
ooh, I can't tell you who this one is. So, you know, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm stumped, baffled, no clue. Um, <laughs> Okada maybe beats him, but I don't see Okada going through the rest of this, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm sure he'll get some kind of an upset. You know, last night of the tournament, he's got Nakajima. Nakajima really does have heat. See, beat Nakajima yeah. on the final night. You know, there's there's a possibility right there. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. But you you know you, you look at the this night one show opening match of the, of the night Katsuki Nakajima Masaki to BS. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I know your feeling of those two getting a million together. So you know, talk about <laughs> starting hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, English commentary again tonight too. They're listening. They're running English commentary the whole tournament. That's awesome. That's it's awesome, one of the companies yeah. I. I actually, you know, just like Dragon Gate, they're, the only, they're about the only ones I, I listen to the American commentary on. But uh, then we got Masato Tanaka, Anthony Green. I think Anthony Green could sneak an upset in. I really do. Mm. Uh, Masukatsu Funaki against Kini Okada. I don't see Okada lasting five minutes. Uh, <laughs> random random factoid of the day. Uh, have you seen those Dark Side of the 90s that Viceland started? Um, oh, did I do a new season? I saw parts of the first season. The, the new season has, like, Arsenio Hall, and, um, the, they're, oh, the, the, yeah, they're doing Dark Side of the Comedy, too, where it's, like, Richard Pryor and stuff like that, but, uh, the, the Dark so Side of the talk about stuff on fire. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, they did two UFCs from the, the where UFC started. And like how they almost never happened and lost their license and all that shit. And they showed mm. Ken Shamrock back when he used to do pro wrestling. Back before anyone knew he did pro wrestling. And uh, he was throwing some good work and shit. But they showed him yeah. fighting Pancrase where he was like a champion. And in one of the, the scenes, he tapped out Masakatsu Fudaki in 1993. I was like, oh shit, the national champion. Getting choked out by uh, Shamrock. That was that was a pretty random thing to see, but uh, then uh, first half uh, main events. If you do a split, uh, Masaki Mochizuki against Hideki Suzuki, hmm. that could be fun. Uh, then we get a six man tag: Daisuke Hanada, Seki Yoshioka, and Kai Fujimura. If that shoots at Sushi Katoga, Yohei and Alejandro. Uh, then our final four: Kaito Kiyomiya, Jack Morris. We get Keno, uh, Hiho Dalakaraita Jr. The seven main events, Satoshi Kojima and Takashi Sugera. That should wow. fuck. And then our main event, uh, Ironhead Fujita and Goshiyazaki. God, I hope, since there's a crowd now, I hope they stare each other down for 34 minutes. They go one <laughs> minute over. The last time with no audience. Please make that happen. I, I need to see it with the crowd. I need to hear the oohs and the ahs from Ironhead and Goshiyazaki just stare. That was my first, uh, you know, kind of viewing of Goshiyazaki. And I remember just like a lot of the Puro Street, you always start me with, I'm like, really, this? Like, DDT, I did that with New Japan. I was like, all they do is clotheslines and, and headbutts what, what, and chops. What is this? Um, that's like, I just learned to love Goshiyazaki and and definitely that's part of it because I mean 
Man, I, I really hope, like I said, they, they ham it up for the crowd and just fucking stare at each other. <laughs> at least, at least 10 minutes. At least. I, um, I, I still laugh, too, whenever, uh, whenever I think about that match. Uh, Ironhead, who went to go get his bottle of water to spit all over, uh, <laughs> yeah, spit all over Shizaki, and there's no water, so he grabs the hand sanitizer, takes a glug of it, and goes, Ehh! and almost barks, and then goes, ah, fuck it, and then does it, and spits it all over him again, and then he's like, Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> I was like, bro, you don't have to do that every time. Uh, he, there was no water bottle, so he was going to spit something out of it. It happened to be hand sanitizer. And was, uh, Damn. I was like, he's going to throw up on him. What he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, You know, going through these blocks, if I if you were to put like a yes or a no, I want to go through and see how many people we feasibly think could win these blocks. So if we said yep. a block, do you give any chance? Do you give anywhere? Basically, if if you give these guys at least a one percent chance, does Anthony Green have a one percent chance to win? I would say no. I agree, no. Uh, he holds Del Dr. Wagner Jr. Fuck yeah. No. God no. <laughs> yeah, I would say no as well. Hideki Suzuki. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know if you saw my, my Facebook story, but he is the true Japanese doppelganger of one Alex Mello. Uh, all the Mello dramatics out there, who, 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 Arsenio <laughs> reference there. Um, <laughs> who, who, who. Uh, you know, is is definitely uh, me. So I'm I'm gonna go twelve uh, percent chance. Twelve percent chance. I remember when I was like, man, there's a guy you gotta see, Alex. His name's Deki Suzuki, and I wanted to get you on him all over. so bad. <laughs> um, Masaki Mochizuki. I mean, I'd be tight, but I mean, he's got the triple, you know, brave gate. No. Championships. I, I mean, I, I would say he's got a five percent chance. I, I think, I think he's there just to help people look good. There, uh, I, I don't think. Does Anthony Green good. get his one? Does he get his victory over uh, over him? I think Anthony Green's going to beat the next guy that I'm going to bring up uh, tonight, uh, Masato Tanaka. Ooh. I wouldn't mind I it, but no, he, he doesn't have a chance, no. I don't think any of the people we've honestly brought up have had a, or have a no. real chance either, to be honest. Um, Only two people in this block have, have a, a – it's a 50-50 between those guys, depending on how they want to book it, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm very much with you, and I, I'm glad we're getting to this, because I'm going to say that, but in a, a slightly different – And they're case. all three champ, former champs, or one current champ and two former champs. I think – I think Go Shizaki has a chance to win. I think he has yep. the least amount of the three potentially. Well, I don't know. Really? I think I, I think really? has a real chance to win this too. Why? He didn't move any of the house. He didn't move the needle, as Roman Reigns would say. <laughs> he did. And and the only reason I say him 
is if they're going to go a route with the other one. Um, yeah. And I think Cano, I think you obviously got to give him a give. He's always got a puncher's chance to win the A block. Yeah. Doesn't need to win the whole thing, but he could he could win the block. Hmm. So you so you're going Cano and Shizaki are the two, and then I'm. I, I would say those are my I'm two. Adding Ironhead. It depends on I would say too how open Shizaki's chest gets by like the fourth night. Um, and if he has to, you know, stop competing due to that, because you know that shit's gonna get red and it's gonna get busted oh, and it's gonna be. All he's gonna want to do is chop with people. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's. A, I mean, that honestly has a lot to do with how this end one's gonna turn out. Um, but no, I, I would say I would give the edge. I think Kano being cocky and thinking and saying he's gonna win it. I think you got to build a few viable contenders. Shiozaki's always in that conversation, but yeah, um, yeah I would say he he's he's my favorite in the A block. They um and they're booking that against the last night of the uh, G one. That is yeah. the main event of the seventeenth. So I mean, they definitely put some thought into that. Um, I'm going to say this too, just going off of my Phantom New Japan booking that I always think the last night of the tournament is Kano and Fujita. Really. So they're on the 28th. So that's where I could see Fujita eliminating Kano. Or he plays spoiler, eliminates Kano, Shiozaki wins the block, and then you gotta, then you can give Fujita a title shot while you're waiting for Kano and the, 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 G, the N1 winner. Oh. So I guess that could work too. So a little bit tight in there. Um, go to B block, Jack Morris. Yes. <laughs> Minnesota legend, Jack Morris. Uh, Kidya Okada, no. Kojima. No. I mean, he's a former champ, obviously, just losing the, uh, you know, the title to Kano. Um, no, I, I don't think he has a chance in that block, no. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a really interesting dark horse. Because of him just coming in, they put the strap on him, you know what I mean? But I don't think he would do that. I don't think he wants to. No. He's going to get his victories against your Okada. He might. I think it's going to be a split between who he gives a victory to between Okada and Morris. Um, I think him and uh, Takashi Sakura is going to be a great classic battle. You know, who knows how long these two have in the ring. Um, so, you know, they're going to go all out. I think, uh, oh, is it? I mean, I'm definitely going to watch that shit. Um, Masaki Tamiya, though, I think this is the match that kind of cements him as a, uh, a big player in Noah, um, for the time being, as well as the future many, many years. Um, so I think that's going to be a awesome match. And I mean, yeah, Block B is just stupid, stupid cool of of talent. if Kitabia can go over 500, that's a win for him. It's a win. Oh, yeah. Yep. If he can I go 4-3, Takashi uh, Sugara, he's another one that, like, I don't think is going to win it, but it wouldn't shock me if they pulled the trigger. But I don't think he does. I'd have to say no over yes. But Yeah. I think, but this is, this I agree is with that. Of, this is what intrigues me so much about the B-block. Is it's just like Kojima. You never know what they do with some of these guys. 
Whereas, yeah. when you look at the N1 or the G1, you can go down the list and you can eliminate all but one guy, pretty much, or two guys. You can be like, ah, he's winning. Yep. So that's the only reason I think I didn't have the interest. I love the concept of it. And I think next year having the AEW guys in, it'll be a lot different. It'll be fun. But uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima. I would say I say it's going to be I would say a 40% chance. I'm going no because he just won it twice in a row. And I think he got to just oh, kind of right. cool him off too. Let's let it yeah. breathe a little bit. But it's tough. It's the same Is this going to be his said. punishment? I forgot he won it twice in a row. That makes maybe sense. He takes one, I mean, if he just, I look, I could see Masakita Mia beating tonight. And yeah, and I mean, does he really need another one? Does he need to be that greedy? Come on. No. Uh, which then takes us to Kaito Kiyomiya. I mean, he's riding high on finally beating Muda, but other than that, I I saw more personality and strength while I saw him doing announcing. That's how I knew he beat Muda um, <laughs> during the uh, before the um, the Kano and uh, Satoshi Kojima, uh, you know, championship match at the last show there. And so I was like, oh, he's got presence. He's, you know, hey, I'm, you know, Kaitoki Amiya. And I'm like, huh, in the ring, I don't really get that. You know, granted, I have a small sample size of, you know, of his matches. So, again, ignorant in that factor, um, you know, like I was with Adam Cole and, you know, a few others. But um, I don't know. I think he's still very young. I don't think – I don't, it depends on, you know, if, if they haven't sold the show in November. Like you said, the, you know, yeah. the winner of this gets that title shot in the fall. If they kind of need that big face versus heel, uh, big matchup, then yes. If not, you know, maybe that's something they save. Like I said, give Kano a long reign there and then maybe have Kiyomiya, you know, finally pull it off there instead of a rematch, you know, down the line. I think it, it would just make more sense for him to kind of earn it there. But I don't know. I, I, I think... I think Kitamiya is kind of should be your guy not to win it, but I think to have the strongest showing in the in the B block. Like you said, if he goes fifty percent, um, you know, on there, that's a win. And I think just his mm-hmm. presence there, I think this guy just has it. <laughs> yeah, I, like, he, he's just so freaking good. I mean, I know you weren't a fan of his match that he had uh, last year with Ken L, but. I loved, I mean, four and three quarters, a lot of people loved. Yeah. Um, but him and Kano just have this weird-ass chemistry, you know. You you, you go back to, I mean, because what, Kiyomiya, I'm just going to get, make sure I'm not crazy. Kiyomiya's 26 now. So you, you go back five years ago, you know, kids 21, 22, coming back from Canada, I think, on that excursion. Kano at the Winter Navigation in uh, 2017, uh, right before the New Year, beats Eddie Edwards to take the title. Huh. And they wrestle at the the Wrestle Kingdom 
like January 6th or whatever, Cork show, uh, 2018, where Cano beats Kiyomiya, successfully defeats him, keeps the title. Hmm. Um, Sugera beats Cano in March of that year, and then that was with the Great Voyage Yokohama. Great Voyage Yokohama, part two, end of December, Kiyomiya beats Sugera. And then the January 2019 Corkin show, it's Kiyomiya and Kano again. Kano uh, hmm. beat him via KO in the, in the 2018 match. The 2019 match, I still have the video of. Uh, Kiyomiya, if, if I remember, he gives him an emerald explosion from the top rope, and that's how he won. I got to check my snap because I saved it. It was disgusting. <laughs> so they've kind of already had that little bit of a rivalry. You know, Kiyomiya won that title. He went on to hold it until that next year's January 4th show. Yeah, he had 384 days. Lost to Shiozaki at it for, fuck, over a year. Yeah. So, you know, they it worked before. Maybe you go back to it. And maybe you, you do it again now. You know, Kido wins. And he goes on and gets Kiyomiya. Which, yeah. which looks, I, I go to the next one, um, Masakatsu Funaki. I don't think he has a great shot to win this whatsoever. He's already the national champion. Um, the only reason he's as high of a Wait, who did he be for that title? Let's be real. Beat Kano, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Full circle, <laughs> title versus title. I mean... That's the money right there. I don't think anyone would be too mad. But no. It, but I agree. It, it's a little far-fetched. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I, I think I think Kiyomiya is my pick for the B-block. I think you've got to ride okay. the high of him beating Muda. Okay. Especially after fucking Muda dogged him out like that. Do you ever go back and watch that? No, because uh, I, I mean, it, it's such a mooded thing where I, I'm just like, it, it's not surprised. Like, I could envision it, him being a dick. <laughs> not, he just leaves and he's like, no, hell no, you're coming back and shaking my hand. Uh, oh, yeah, whatever, kid. I'm not even going to tap out. That was, that was trash. Um, but that's where I say... You could have Ironhead Fujita win the A block because then you could have Kiyabia get another victory over one of the old vets. Sorry, what was that last part? Kiyabia getting the victory over who? Ironhead. Oh, Ironhead? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what put me. That man should know where. Winning the block. Yeah. God, what's scary is I'm looking at that and I can see Fujita getting one, two, three, four, five. Like at least four or five wins in that A block. See him running down like Tanaka. Like, man, that would be crazy. I I hope that doesn't happen. Um, Now you got me scared on on Ironhead there. I think a lot of it's going to be a telltale of what happens with him and Shiozaki tonight. Yeah. Uh, now you got me scared. Yeah, dude, I'm, there's, oh, excuse me, there's, um, I will not fall asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there is there's enough intrigue or you could make the case so there's enough people that could get wins and really do some damage and go somewhere. And I just, it, it's what intrigues me so much about the show. Oh, for sure. This, this card is just, it's so well put together. And, and the amount of chemistry we're going to get behind, between these contests, too. Like, you imagine they're going to fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a lot more veterans are on the A block there, you know, where what Cano's mm-hmm. or no, probably Anthony Green, but well, Cano's probably the second youngest, you know, in that block, and everyone else, maybe Hideki Suzuki's probably in his mid thirties, but I'd say seventy percent is like over the age of forty, forty or more, you know. Where I'm just like, huh. Then I look at the B block, and you know, you know, you got Segura, you got Kojima. And then Funaki and then everyone else, you know, is like a spring chicken. Yeah. And Nakajima's young, Kiyomiya's young, Masakita Mia's young, Okada's young, Jack Morris. I mean, he's he seen, he seen better days, I'm sure, but I mean, we'll find out. I'm really intrigued because yeah. I have no idea who this guy is. Like, I, I, I just want to see him. Like, he, he's got Kaido Kiyomiya. He's the first match <laughs> after intermission. I just want to see what he can do. And he's in there with a guy that he'll be able to do things with that isn't going to be like a stiff board not wanting to work. Who was that yeah. guy in All Japan Champions Carnival a few years ago that like surprised the hell out of us? The, um, the Gaijin? Oh, Gianni <laughs> Valencia or something? Yes. We were like, this guy, we thought he was Jabber City. This guy's <laughs> pulling out like Jabber and like random flips and we're like holy shit this guy is rock and then we never seen him again <laughs> I'm going to go back to let me open up my tournaments All Japan's Champion Carnival 2019 Block A I think is what he was in Johnny Valletta Johnny Valletta Valencia makes sense but those are oranges but yes Johnny Valletta G-I-A-N-N-A. Gianni V-A-L-L-E-T-T-A. Q uh, notebook. <laughs> we so I'm looking I'm going over his, his matches. Um day four he had a two and a half star match losing a Dylan James. Day three he had a two star match losing to Zeus. Day fourteen he had a two and a quarter uh match losing to Atsushi Aoki. Uh uh, three and a quarter, day 10, beating Yuji Okabayashi. Holy shit. Two and a quarter, beating Shuji Shikawa, day 11. Uh, three and three quarters, day 12, against Miyahara. Beating Miyahara. That's right, he beat Miyahara. Wait, he beat Okabayashi, Miyahara, and the Ishikawa. other half of the Violent Giants? Yeah, but he couldn't beat Ryoji Sai. He couldn't beat... <laughs> Uh, he, Aoki, the junior. He's so uh, inconsistent. He, that's why he didn't laugh. He couldn't beat Dylan James. Like, oh, <laughs> well, Johnny Valletta. He lost to Explain that Champions Carnival. That's so funny. Jesus. But he beats Miyahara, Ishikawa, and Okabayashi. <laughs> Get fucked. Oh, so was like this your name in high school, Ryan Stallion Rogers? <laughs> no. 
Brad Davey. Is he tight? Taking on Kenya Okada, night two. Uh, Gianni Valletta wrestled also as Gianni De La Valette and the Maltese Warrior. Oh. His birth name was Wayne Pace. He's 32 years old right now. Wayne. He's only 32? Pace began his ah. professional wrestling career in the European Independence He uh, first in the pro wrestling multi-promotion where he once defeated a notable opponent, Pete Dunne, on July 1st of 2016. Wow. An unknown Pete Dunne at that time, so <laughs> didn't really hit. His last match took place at All Japan Pro Wrestling's What Can We Do Now on April 6, 2020. I think that was at an empty arena that had that bomb six-man tag. Remember that? It, was like, oh. <laughs> it had the violent giants on each side. I think Jake Lee was tagging. It, it was like Lee, Miyahara, and Suaba against like Ishikawa, Yuma Aoyagi, and somebody else. It was like really good. Uh, on that show, he lost... Uh, to Jiro Aikman Kuroshio. Kuroshio. <laughs> so, uh, Pace made his IWRG uh, debut in September of 2021 when he teamed up with El Hijo del Fishman and El Hijo de Piratita Morgan to defeat El Hijo de Alibre, Tejano Jr., and Veneno. Veneno, is that the, the, the Venom? That's the Venom guy. Well, I actually played Venom. <laughs> the Venom guy. He, on a house show, he won the Intercontinental Championship uh, after competing in a battle royal, also involving Black Taurus, El Hijo de Dr. Wagner Jr., Teddy Carosi, and others. He dropped the title to El Hijo del Espectro Jr. 11 days later. I think that's the last time he's wrestled. Hmm. There's your deep dive on Wayne Pace. I'm uh, I'm a better man for it, and we have a better audience <laughs> for that. So, <laughs> so you think you know Kaito Kiyomiya in the uh, in the finals here? Um, which then, if Kiyomiya loses, then he gets the title match a few months down the line, and then he wins it. That's my only thing with the champion being in a final, and if they lose, like, well, we we get the automatic rematch, WWE style. That's that's why I'm going Kia me and Ironhead. I think I'm selling myself. Oh, out. you think? Oh, or, Fujita, Okay, so Fujita is your or, pick. Okay. Or Kia me and Goshiyazaki. Just seems like I, we just saw that match though this year when Shiozaki came. But, but or did we not? Shiozaki won though, I believe. Right. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah. won the vacant title when, when Ironhead got COVID from drinking. Uh, oh, that's right. That was the COVID title match. <laughs> you know, he saw Suwama get COVID. He's like, oh, shit, I should do that too. So I have a job. Oh, yeah, I got COVID. Quick spit in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think Kiyomiya is going to beat Fujita or Shizaki in that's that's my pick I'm going for right now. Kaito Kiyomiya, your 2022 N1 victory, or N1 Voyage champion. Man, I, I'm feeling uh, a little, what do you call it, um, built up or, or strengthened by the Champions Carnival rundown of one 
Johnny Valletta, and I think Jack Morris is the Valletta of 2022, and he's going to get victories over Nakajima, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, and and Takashi Sagura. Uh, Market here, folks, uh, the the night one eve of, of the N1 victory. Jack Morris is beating Kaito Kiyomiya in three hours from now. True. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's getting jobs to Kenny Okada and Destructive. That's right. That's fucking right, he is. <laughs> and, then, and then to continue the crossroads, so we see the debut of the one and only Dragon Daya. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, so the show Ultimo said that. Um, they're they they're coming for uh Peros or whatever still they're gonna be on the Noah show tonight. Ultimo is? <laughs> Ultimo and El Hijo del Santo. That does not interest me. I'm sorry, I'm, does I'm not interest me at all. Ultimo Dragon fan. <laughs> I uh I am I am no. I don't want them fucking with my Noah. This is my, this is the end one time. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave Noah alone. You think he takes out Kojima and then takes his spot? Oh, God. Just so he can, you know, always go over, like that email said? <laughs> he must go over. So funny. I'm just glad we're not getting Muto in this thing. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Could you imagine Muto having to work seven matches? In a two-week span, he would have went six and one. Oh my God! Who do you think he would have lost in the A block? Do you think he would have lost to uh, El Hijo de Doctor Wagner Jr.? <laughs> he would have probably put over Fujita. Fujita. Yeah. No, because he beat Shizaki. Yeah, hated that match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good match, but I mean, I, I hated the outcome it's, for sure. It's one of those weird things where I just—it all hinges on what Nosawa Rome guy is doing because he's—he's such oh, a yeah. wild card in this shit. And, you know, like I'll say this too, and I haven't said this on the air before. I feel like he's been booking Dragon Gate a little bit, or at least been in the Roman, like making suggestions and then doing it because, like. Nothing against, you know, former champion before for this belt, but Kai was not anybody who thought of to ever be the, the Dragon Gate Open the Dream Gate champion. Back in Wrestle yeah. One, the guy who put the title out of the Wrestle One that was booking Wrestle One was the Stalwarong guy. So it's like that to me mm. he's got his handprints on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, some of these wonky finishes, like I don't know. I I still try to be crazy about that that Shuji Kondo one. Like that you know, they they were they were going back to the year and then and they do some weird shenanigans. I don't know. I I wish there saw one guy would just go away. Shoe booger one. Shoe booger one. Um so we'll we'll be you know, we'll talk more S or N1. You say S1. So uh, are you going to plan on doing what you said you wanted to do? Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm going to be doing, so we have, what do we got, the 11th, 
the 13th, the 14th, the 17th, the 19th, the 20th, 27th, and 28th. It looks like there's eight nights, if I read this right. Maybe nine, there might be one I, I missed. But I plan on, at some point within 24 hours, doing a doing a, um, a, a live reaction type show. Hmm. If you watch and really? want to get in on it, too, you're more than welcome to. It'll make it easier on me. But Yeah, I just, it won't be every night, but 100%, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping I, to catch, to jump on every... Because you're going to do it right after, right? No, I... I would love to do it live after night one tonight. But realistically, it's probably going to be when I get home from work tomorrow, I'll do the show. So, like, this time tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, if you happen in that, you know, in that 24-hour watch it like, five hours. Five-hour shows. Well, it won't be that. It's going to be eight matches. I bet you it's yeah. not more than three. I mean, if it's three, that's doable. We'll so, um, excuse me. A lot of work is going to depend on, you know, what time the show is, you know, if I have work the next day, if Sydney's here, things like that. But I plan on within 24 hours of a show ending to get live audio up for it. Yes. That's my promise to the to the listeners and to, to you and the network that, you know, I'm I I want to start driving more content like we used to and I figure this is the best way to do it is just just do it myself and, and force it to get on there and then maybe we get into a, a rhythm and, and start a trend of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where we're yeah, no what New new show alert mid September Melroon Five. I break down. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Oh no, I am. But okay. Maybe it's called Mellow Ruin Five because my philosophy is Maroon Five's debut album, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Songs about Jane. Uh, very close albums in my heart uh, in many many ways. Uh, uh, a fantastic debut album. Um, and then they just blew up. Like, they rode the coattails of that album for, like, two, three years um, until their second album, and that's when the popness happened, and, and they were just such an entity. And, you know, I just want to break down how they went from, like, kind of your, not singer-songwriter, not indie, not independent, but just, like, a various, you know, genre-bending band uh, you know, from their first single for Adam Levine, not even looking like the Adam Levine we know of today, but just like the pop culture phenomenon that he became and the brand essentially of Maroon 5 was Adam Levine and then the voice and just how like all of a sudden it's like they released another album and it's like they're going on <laughs> another sellout tour. Like it was just like automatic and it was just such a, a crazy machine for again, for, for 20 years here, and it's just an interesting thing. And they get a lot of hate, and they get a lot of flack, and I get it. Um, but, again, I, I stand behind their, their first album and a half. But uh, it'll be interesting. Get some you know, people on you know, uh, each show and kind of, you know, if they're fans or not, and, and just kind of see how it goes. So uh, still crafting it, but definitely should be coming out soon. Mid-September. Uh, get um, maybe uh, try to – fucking Mark for – 
YouTube <laughs> things with high voices. You can uh, try to deep dive some, like, old, like, tabloids and, you know, just news articles and rando shit. And you, can, you can have some fun with it, man. I, like I said, I think it'll be good. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, uh, what's also exciting is um, <laughs> the board of directors, WWE, uh, has, what, what did they find? Another $5 million in unaccounted for uh, money? Yeah. <laughs> also, we'll play the game, Ryan. Who said this? Ooh, I'll like just it. start out right now by saying I wish I hadn't said it was my last match. That's going to get hell. They, <laughs> ding, ding. they wanted me to wrestle in Puerto Rico Saturday night. I said, guys, I cannot get in the ring one week later. Surprising. And the guy looked at me and said, well, you could retire in Puerto Rico. No, no, that's not the point. Do you think Conrad would have had his head if he would have wrestled? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would have. Oh, well, he's, he's in there with uh, with Carlos Colon, and they're throwing punches and shit. I'm surprised no one got murdered, allegedly. <laughs> Flair, Flair said he passed out twice during that match. Twice. From uh, twice. dehydration. And then he went in the locker room and had six beers sitting there. And Undertaker walks and he goes, "You ain't drinking those until you drink two Gatorade." So he drank two Gatorade yeah. and then he felt fine. Mean Mark, you know, oh. also allegedly, it's also found on the bathroom tile later that what night. Was, what was on the bathroom tile? Uh, he was found in the bathroom later that night on the floor. <laughs> oh, they taking a shit? Yeah. That's tight. Allegedly. Man, that man is the goat. The goat. <laughs> <laughs> Does Flair uh, wrestle again, like, in a year? I hope not. Like, for what it was, I didn't hate it. Oh, um, the, the the gimmick with Karen Jarrett and his daughter, Megan. Uh, Megan Thompson, I'm assuming she, she took the surname. Um that was interesting because you pointed out, like, oh, this is where he's going to gig. And, uh, like, the camera, you know, pans away, then pans back to him, just blood everywhere. <laughs> it's, like, so perfect. And then, and then when he was in the figure four, he's like, ah, oh, God. And he takes his yeah. finger and just, whoosh. I'm like, oh, there's a gig. Oh, there's another gig. <laughs> That's it's why like he passed the, the fuck out. Let's be it's real. It's like that video, uh, that video I sent you guys in Snapchat where Triple H – punches Regal and then fucking just gings the hell out of him and then goes back to punching him again. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, the uh again I love Blair literally pinned himself. I still can't get over that. Uh yeah, you know, some people like some people were I was listening to some other podcasts and they're like, Oh, don't tell me it's a double pin and they're gonna do another match. I will say like, though on YouTube, I think it's the official like site. They had I think it's called the epilogue and it's like uh like twelve minutes or whatever, but it's essentially just kind of like a run through of the events, you know, clips spliced in together. Uh but beautifully made. Like it's it's and then to get wrestlers or just the reactions from people in the crowd, uh wrestlers and personalities that were there kind of adds a little to it and it ended perfectly when they show flair punch jared and you know they didn't show you know they, they and then you just hear the one two three 
Uh, thank God they didn't show it. But Jarrett's emotions after the match, like his little like minute like thoughts on it, it's wonderful. And you're like, that's you know, Jarrett gets so much shit, but man, he's done a lot for this business. Hell good yeah, or he bad. Does. But he's he, you know, he's just consistent. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I've always been a Jarrett Mark. Yeah. You know, so I'm he's with that. unapologetic, but apologizes when need when needing to. But I mean, every run that he's had, he's made something of it. Uh, and <laughs> you know, Bookerman or not, I mean, God, he's he'll he'll be he'll go down in the annals. I mean, nothing of a Mount Rushmore, but maybe if you had three tiers of like four, Jared has to be on there. He he might have looked bet the best out of all four of them in that match, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in tremendous shape. And he refereed in a football stadium the day before <laughs> for no reason. He yeah. showed up as a referee in a tag match that he had no correlation with. No, this is my Nashville. Well, yeah, but still just. And I'm going to get Jared as the special referee. What? I still what? like when, when Flair's like, and then I, when I started, I was like, sir, sir, you have to put on the knuckles now. Sir, you have to put these on now. Yeah. Time to get up. Like, Johnny's talking to him like he's like the most polite human being. Sir, it's time to stand up now, okay? It's time to get up. Jesus. Well, like, how is it that, like, Roosh and Dragon Lee just show up to, like, family the holidays now? Tagging along on Friday right. Flair's. Roosh has just showed up at Flair's house just talking shit. <laughs> Doesn't put over anything? Yeah, like, fuck yeah. I'm the opposite <laughs> of you, nature boy. I don't put over nothing. Uh, not putting over Gresham? Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Charlotte's like, oh, what do you think of the mashed potatoes? <laughs> Garbage. Dang, yeah. you put over mashed potatoes? So Johnny's like, cabron. They start fighting and shit. <laughs> Flair oh, just starts gigging for no reason. Yeah, God. Oh, I'm extra good. I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> um, Dragon Gate held their held the core control. Today, leading up to Dangerous Gate, uh, September 19th. And while Ooh. it wasn't the summer of Ata, uh, we do have one opportunity for him before the summer's over. Yes, Ata, yes. Uh, re- basically replicating the same way he defeated KZ in their Open the Dream Gate title match back in 2020, uh, hits a low blow and then an Imperial Uno. Uh, it defeats KZ to become the number one contender where he said, where's my key? Give me my yeah. key. You know, Shioka went in the ring, he took his key, said some shit, and left. Aitha didn't have anyone with him, still rocking the Paris de Mall stuff. But he is your new number of tenor. They opened the Dream Gate. Alex, if you played that game earlier, does Aitha have a, any bit of a percentage chance to win the title? So much as I want to say 50%, I, I would say no. He, he's got maybe a 10% just because yeah. of the former champ. That's what I said. It's such a lose-lose for the winner of this match because you have to make your champion 
newly crowned champion uh, <laughs> yeah. looks strong. You know, kind of for that rematch, if you will, Kota Minora, if you still with the company. Um, but I mean, no, I, I, I don't think so. I don't either. I, and and I, I don't hate it. Um, I think it's good to get get uh, Yuki Oshioka established. He yeah. he looks like a million bucks again. I mean, that guy just looks the part. I mean, he is it's like a chance. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like we always talked about with Nick Aldis in a suit. Like he is built. Like if if I, I've come to terms that Yuki Oshioka should never wear a shirt. Like he's wearing that decourage <laughs> merch at the end. I would never wear a shirt if I was him. Yeah. That man is. I'm nowhere near his shirts now just because I'm in better <laughs> shape. But not in, you know, Yoshioka shape. Yeah, this dude is like chiseled on granite. And he it is and I tell you what, I I will always to this day say I love me some uh but man, he gets in the ring and he looks like a goofy sidekick child compared to Yoshioka. Hey guys. He, he came in there at the end of the thing to help him close the show, and I'm like, who brought this little brother? Oh, it's Dragon Dyer. Yeah. Whoops. And that's interesting where that's going to go, too. What did you think, too? We, we, didn't, we didn't discuss this partially because I was sleeping. Um, that SBK loses to, to heal Black Panther Clutch, yep. and he just goes, all right, I'm going on an excursion. That's just probably write him off. Like, does that bug you? Are you okay with that? Like, oh, okay, I guess so. Or, like, are you surprised they didn't make an angle out of it to get him off TV? Or he's like, guys, right, um, you know, hold, hold it down, we'll see you. Bye. And he just left. I mean, it's it's the SBK type of thing. I mean, it doesn't bother me per se. Um, maybe it was a little, little out of line, sure. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if kayfabe's are a thing in pure. You know, like how much it was in the face. <laughs> Back in the day, but I think it just fits the mold. It's the it's the Gen Z brat, so I mean, I, it, it's fine. Um, one thing I, I had thought about too, as we had talked before about if we could ever book our own promotion type thing, with this excursion happening, I don't know if there'd be any like clearance against it or rules against it. And with with that company in New York booking SB Kento versus La Estrella which is a one-on-one yeah. match that's never booked in Dragon Gate. You would think Dragon Gate would veto it, but they're not. If I was booking a company right now, I would totally bring in Shin Skywalker and have him work Kanosuke at Takeshita. Oof. Because I looked which at company? a lot of them. Uh, Ryan Cook presents Pro Wrestling, Let's Have Fun, Volume 1. Was MLW the Dragon Gate American like company, or or was it AEW before they announced the New Japan partnership? No, it was it was MLW. It was MLW. Who was AEW's before New Japan though? Well, they were working with well, they were working with DDT. DDT. Oh well, yeah. Because I swear I thought it was Dragon Gate too. No, they they then they had um they brought in the Stronghearts. And then they were bringing in Tokyo Joshi Pro because they brought in Yuka yep. and Shoka Nakajima and stuff like that. And Riho came from up there. Riho. 
Shout out Riho. 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 Uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going. Um, damn. Were you thinking of the free cola bomb? <laughs> I just, I, oh, yeah. So listen, listen to some people's opinions. I went back and watched a couple things in the last month or so. And I was yeah. going to kind of save this for for the mid-year awards, which we got to iron out a date, hopefully soon here, before the month's over. Um, but one guy that's going to make my top ten list this year, and I think he's going to be in my top half, ironically enough, is Shun Skywalker. Ooh, with that tag match, huh? I mean, well, this okay. Well, I, when I went back and rewatched that tag match that they just had, and this, this like, it was it was incredible. Oh, it was utterly incredible. It was like watching the Road Warriors against like, yeah, you know, these two high flyer guys that these two baby faces who are trying to stay alive, and it felt like an old Dragon Gate match where it was. Let's just do a whole bunch of shit and see what happens. It didn't feel like this new Dragon Gate that's kind of weird. Um, there's some people that are calling that tag match the best match in Kobe World history. Who is? Uh, I know Case uh, uh, Lowe on the Open the Voice game yeah. um, said that uh, he thought it was the best match in Dragon Gate or in, uh, in uh, Kobe World history. He went the full five on it. Um, but I, he was one of the guys I was listening to those guys just kind of talk about some of these people and I, I'm thinking back to these matches and I'm going oh my god like, Shun Skywalker wasn't that match and he did do this this year and he did do that and mm-hmm. everything he does is good and the same with Diamante you would expect too like that tag team is just I, I think they're my number I think they're my number two tag team behind FTR this year. Oh, nice. Like, it's just, it, it, well, uh, I'm happy you put FTR up there. When when he hit that monkey flip on Funky Jackie Kamei, where he shot him like a gun, but then straight into Jason Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then that made me, that, that reminded me to go think about, remember when Shin Skywalker did the, the, uh, the monkey flip off the apron to KZ. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good, man. And ever since they turned him heel at the, at the end of the year was the, the, the kicker. Because remember, I added him at the very last second last year to my heel of the year. Um, just because of December. Like, his December put him in my top five. I mean, it's been all systems go ever since then. Mm. And I... I don't know if he's getting a ton of bookings, but if I'm if I'm a promoter in America, Shun Skywalker is going to be here. I'm doing everything I can to find the right opponent and book him. He's just he's now becoming what we thought he was going to be. I think when when he came back, what's from excursion, going in? Yeah, I was about to say with the excursion. I mean, man, I I, I think he's going to turn he a lot been, ahead. He had those weird title matches with, you know, Ben K got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, Hip Hop Kick would have got hurt. He just had these weird title matches. And then 
Then they decided to turn him heel. It was like the best thing that could have happened. Because he just embraces it so well. And he's so much bigger than everybody. Like, he should be a heel. So I agree. I love it. I love it. Shouldn't Skywalker make it? Him and, and, you know, another guy that's going to make a couple of my lists is Jason Lee. And... Those two guys in that in that tag match, and then and it was kind of the funky Jackie Kame, Jackie Funky Kame coming out party. Diamante is always mm-hmm. Diamante. And that match was just. Oh. I watched it twice before it got taken down, and I wouldn't like to watch it again. But oh, you know, God knows when it comes back up. Damn it, Dragon Gate. <laughs> oh man. But, yeah. So I, I don't know what. We, anything else? Anything else you got? Um, I mean, breakdown. I mean, Raw was tight. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, if you haven't seen uh, his U.S. title match against Bobby Lashley, I love how they are making it a point to show the prestige of the title and not just another throwaway secondary title as it was <laughs> in the mid to late two thousands. Um, in 2010, like the, the, jacket? the jet, the Harley race homage yeah. the that they had, uh, was, was a great add on. I mean, this was, I love how they gave it time. I love how it was a pay-per-view match. I love how Ciampa had a, a, a fighting chance on winning the title. Um, <laughs> even though, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense, but, um, Overall, I, I just had a ball with that match. And, uh, I mean, Raw's not boring. Yeah, I watched the majority like, of it again. I was like, oh, this is interesting. They're just moving storylines along. They're getting, you know, uh, you know, wrestlers' time. This women's tag team tournament, if given time, as we've seen, oh, not as much so far, but, I mean, some of these matchups could make people talk. Depending on how the brackets are, especially with these the leading on to the AEW trios tournament that that was just announced tonight, won't say who's in it, uh, but some interesting, but also booking themselves in a corner in a lot of these aspects with some of these teams. But I think the WWE uh, specialty, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the WWE tag team women's uh, tag team uh, title tournament, uh, which eventually will lead to the uh, boss, if you will, at the end. Uh, Boston Glow Connection um, has has some really damn good potential, and to get the match of control, uh, which is the firest stable in all the land, in all of professional wrestling, uh, with Bailey and uh, Eo Sky, and of course uh, the returning Dakota Kai. I love her degas attitude, walking to the ring, uh, waiting for the tag, and even being in the ring. Uh, you know, just like yeah, I should be here. Uh, that swagger, uh, like I said, DGAF mode that she's on is great. Uh, but, to, you know, to see them against Belair, Bianca Belair, the champ, Asuka and Alexa Bliss at that castle show that's coming up, I'm more excited for that match instead of the title match between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, to be honest with you. Uh, Killer Cross coming back last Friday night on SmackDown uh, with Scarlett Boudreau, uh, Bordeaux, sorry, um, you know, finally together on on TV and not just relegated to main events uh, status or Rotor Warrior whip rip off uh, 
you know, masks and whatnot, helmets. But um, I know it didn't do anything for you. I kind of watched it on YouTube. I didn't see it live. Um, TikTok, I, I think it's it's cool to add something new and, and to see its potential. Um, what were your thoughts on, on, on week two so far of, of Triple H's, um, quote-unquote, at the top of and, and the head of creative um, on Raw and and then, you know, maybe a few days after thinking, what are, what are your thoughts on Killer Cross and if he can make an impact? And with USA Network being pissed, there's no championship on their television <laughs> show. Um, that Cross might be in line to uh, take one of Roman Reigns' belts. And you know, if it's the right call. I, I'll say this about Killer Cross. I don't think he's, like, anything special. Like, we and, – and I say that as, you know – Five days before that, we're watching the Ric Flair show, and we were more excited about Davy Boy than Killer Cross. Yep. So with that being said, why should why should I or even you, for that factor, care about him coming out with Roman? You know what I'm saying? Like returning to WWE doesn't change that I didn't care about him five days beforehand. <laughs> you know, like that's not going to make me so. Oh my God, it's Killer Cross. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just saw him the other day, and I didn't give a hot part. I I appreciate that they're trying something. I like that, mm-hmm. you know, trying something new. But you know, I don't I don't need fallen prey girl and TikTok guy or whichever way I used to call it. You know, and maybe they'll prove me wrong and they'll do something good and cool. You know, Roman needs somebody to beat at Survivor Series because he can't wrestle himself because he's got both belts. <laughs> um, speaking of both belts, by the way, greatest yeah, tweet technology, ever. Man. Uh, Bobby Lashley said, "Hey Gunther, I, I really hope you don't plan on losing that title because I can't wait for Survivor Series." And I went, Ooh. "Oh my God, let's go, Lashley Walter, Daddy's horny." <laughs> like that's got my name written all over. As the like, the is he just gonna power bomb Lashley like it's nothing? Oh yeah, I'm sure Lashley will be like, "You're a bad turd." It'll start beating. Look, I, I, I come full circle as the biggest unapologetic Lashley mark in the world. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been on his nards. Oh, yeah. Um, but let, let me say this, and this is going to kind of tie into AEW in a way, too, is while we, we shit on WWE and praise AEW for the storylines, while Raw has been more watchable, Let's not just stop and go, oh, man, Triple H, oh, I can't believe he did it. He's the GOAT. Okay, it's been two weeks, and mm-hmm. we liked it. Me and you have both watched it on Monday night. Like, that's yeah. that's a – even if we watched that's it on the DVR, we still watched it's it the same day. Yeah. Like, that's unheard. That's been years since we did that. You gave up before I did. I still was the guy, no, it'll get better. No, I was wrong, my bad. But <laughs> – Let's not stop and forget that there's still a lot of shit on the show. Like, yeah. I do not give a damn about Dominic Mysterio pushing edge and getting no, carried out Mysterio, by Rhea Ripley. Dominic Mysterio getting manhandled by Rhea Ripley is, is amazing to watch. Yeah, like, that's And I funny. love it. But, like, I don't need to see, like, this feud sucks. Nobody cares about this feud. Nobody well, the Faces owns... got the victory, so it should be over in theory. I thought they lost again. Well, no, but they won at uh, at SummerSlam, so like it technically should have just ended then. 
Oh, but they are dug because Ebbs came out and speared Dominic on accident. Longest day. It's just, it's, it's, as much as, like, I love what they're doing with this women's division with the, with the, with Bel Air and oh, Bailey and stuff. That's fantastic. That's good stuff. But, like, okay, the Kevin Owens thing was cool when he destroyed Ezekiel, but I still need to see Ezekiel on my TV. Yeah, but Dexter Loomis is back, and he crashed yeah, the car care. during that Owen segment, and then he got dragged out by police yeah, at the end. Who gives a shit about Dexter Loomis? That guy's I don't know. They're going to you, they're gonna make you try. He's been doing the same gimmick in four different wrestling promotions, and it hasn't worked in any of them. At some point, you just, <laughs> you just go... Sam Shaw, you're just not that good. I'm sorry. You know? But um, he has a mean hair. Fantastic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot more good that has enticed me to watch a lot. Like, we're getting, okay, they're giving us longer matches. That's awesome. But let's not forget that yeah. they're, they're extending the matches, but they're just shortening the same dumb thing. That are still happening. Mm-hmm. Until those dumb Pretty. things Pretty. are gone, it is. Like I said, you know, how Jack knows we got a seventy-five second edge promo. Yeah, I was like, yeah, in and out, get the hell off my TV. You know, that's fantastic. But it's just, I, I just, I, I just need to say that where, you know, if a month from now, it's 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 starting to stink a little bit. I just want people to remember what I said. When I said, I'm trying to tell you, don't set yourself up for disappointment. It's still the WWE. Bruce Pritchard's still writing for that company. Gross. Until it's consistently changed for a long period of time, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get invested you know, within like hugs, length, reach. You know, I'm gonna keep arms distance until they really, truly think. You know, show it's different, and I hope it is, because you know me. I'm. I mean, you know, we mentioned it before. You, when you came over, uh, not this time, but the time before, like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm watching pro wrestling wave. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like just digging into some random indie Joshi. I love to absorb as much wrestling content as I can. That's that's the one thing I, I pride myself that I bring to the table is I watch countless hours of wrestling. And I would love to be able to add an easy, accessible American promotion to that list. But I just I'm just gonna keep it at arm's length for now and hope for the best. I'm still gonna watch Has it. The, and you haven't seen this week's AEW, but, I mean, for me, it was just an easy, like, click, 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 click. I mean, I watched the majority of the, the title match, um, but which the crowd was hot for. So, yeah, I'll save that question for next week. Is Raw well, let me, let, more so watchable than AEW? So, so let me finish the last of this part. I'll, I'll make it quick. I won't, I won't try to keep it long. Okay. Where, whereas I said this with, with Raw, but we also need to realize, too, that people – People look at AEW and they praise everything that happens in this company. Mm-hmm. And nobody is willing to give them the shit where they deserve it. You know, the whole Tony Khan chasing the broadcasters off that you mentioned earlier, you know, that, mm-hmm. can't, go, that can't go unwarranted. Like, you can't, 
you gotta you gotta put the coat down, bro. Just take a chill pill for a minute. You know, just <laughs> breathe. You know, um, what what is what is now one of Triple H's riches? I don't think he should be let off the hook with. Look, Thunder Rosa, I think is is failing as the champion right now. I think Tony Storm should have beat her when we were in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Storm is been light years better than her. Uh, kudos to Britt Baker for throwing a sandbag at her. That was hilarious. <laughs> but how in the world did Tony Khan, especially after this person changed their name and they came up with their own gimmick, King Kai, and they were they were out the door. They were done. How did you not sign Evie, Dakota Kai? How did you yeah. not bring her in? That's that was one of the biggest lips you she she showed in just the little bit that she's done last week why she's one of the best women's wrestlers in America. <laughs> she's tremendous. Mm-hmm. She made she made fucking Dana Brooke and Tamina look serviceable. You know how much ability that takes. That takes but, quite a bit. You know, so like, I think people need he deserves to take an L for that. You know, you want to talk about bringing in all this and doing this. How did you let her walk? I, I'm not. I'm not trying to start trouble, but how do you sign Athena over her? Nothing against Athena. Ooh. She's a great worker. She's got personality, but she's not as good as Dakota Kai. Hmm. I don't think Interesting. so. I mean, I haven't again seen a. a, a... Because every time it seemed like she was injured, um, <laughs> for the Kai, and and that's not a knock on her. It's just like, and and I loved her stuff with uh, Raquel Gonzalez in NXT, but she was more the mouthpiece. You know, yep. she was the Shawn Michaels to the Big Daddy Cool, or sorry, Big Mommy Cool, M A M I, for that character. So I mean. Maybe I've seen a handful of matches. The one time I went to an NXT live event in Florida, she was at the autograph table where no one was there, and she was injured. <laughs> you know, so I always yeah. have that memory of her being a Virgil for a night, and no one kind of in her line well, and with a cast well, on. Why do you sign Marina Shafir over to Tony Kai? Uh, fear? <laughs> for your life? Uh, I, I think know. it's because like, like, they want, they're hoping that they can play on a seat to get Roddy, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Roddy still like three years on his contract, though. I, mean, I know. He's going to be dead 40, if he's not do you, already. Do you think Trips grants his release if he asks for it? Probably. Bobby Fish said, I would I would stand and fight and defend Triple H seven days a week. Really? day. Kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently, uh, even though Tony Khan disagrees, his AEW backstage environment is wonderful and good. Um, apparently, it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are, are are itching now. You know, obviously, he Tony Khan keeps bringing up contracts and saying how no one can leave. Uh, but the MJF scenario, it's, it's pretty damn interesting. Do you think he could be MJF that we know and appreciate? Notice I didn't say love. Uh, no one appreciates into that WWE landscape. With Vince um, gone, yes. and, Vince and Trips trying to be more of a reality, you know, kind of like, you know, 20-plus years ago, that, that realism, kind of go back to that word of, of wrestling, 
Um, and the hey, storyline for Twitter now says wrestler since the yeah. band terms are gone. So, like, I mean, do you think he can make an impact in 2024 when his contract is up? Yeah, because here's the difference is when Triple H signed these guys to NXT, he didn't change them because he signed them because he wanted that performer. Yeah. He he didn't do it. Like, the way that, that Vince did it was completely ass backwards. That's like that's like you signed Shaq in free agency and wanted to become a three-point shooter. Like, what? I mean, if there was a Shaq of today, like, say Shaq came out, like, 2020, then he would be hitting three points. Yeah. That's the crazy well, you, you, know, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> uh, I see Towns go, like, 60 feet behind. I'm like, what? He just throws it up like it's nothing. A2, Mello, A2. But, like, Vince would sign, like, all right, we're going to bring up Adam Cole. And he's going to be the manager of the Bearcat, and he has to change his name. Because they already have one call. And cut his hair. Like, what? Why do you have this guy? That's not why you signed You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trips inside of him, go, go be you. And he'd go Oof. be him. He'd probably say, look, you just, you, I mean, there's a couple things you can't say, which I don't think is that preposterous to say. But otherwise, just go be you. Go be you, boo. Mm-hmm. So I just that's that's where I kind of I'm kind of throwing roses a little bit at WWE. I'm trying to praise them a little bit, and I'm and I'm trying to discredit AEW a little bit too. Just saying, like yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of things that people people don't give crap to AEW that they should, and I think people need to just you know, as I said numerous times, just keep WWE at arm's length for a little bit. Like, I know everyone wants to, oh, you're back, I love you so much. But, you know, if we've learned one thing about WWE, it's that it's that ex-girlfriend that continues to hurt you and hurt you every year of your life. Oh, man. They find find a new way to do it. (laughs) I know that feeling. He's got the biggest heel turn earlier today. I was like, oh, man. Hopefully it wasn't Ghost. Ghost. No, R.I.P. Tiny Ghost. That's all I got to say. Shut up. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you said Sun Coast. I was like, what? No. I missed Sun Coast video, though. They would have they been tight if they didn't charge $38 a movie. Yeah, and then 50 for an import. <laughs> I used to... Uh, they give the employees half off, and it's like, oh, cool, thanks. You just let me buy one at normal price. And they had all, like, the weird pornos that weren't really porn, but they made them, like, blacked out anyways. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember at Sam Goody, I, I uh, ordered in all the Charles Bronson movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was buying all of them, Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Freddie Prince Jr. said that Killer Cross was going to be his centerpiece of his promotion he's starting. Uh, Cross called him and asked him, you know, hey, what should I do? He said, you need an idiot if you didn't take Hunter's offer. And that's why wow. he showed up. That makes sense. So we'll see. I'm sure at some point these returning people are going to kind of stop. Uh, just, I just wonder how many weeks in a row he's going to keep doing it. 
I think you can with with the talents, and I think with that new vision, why why not be consistent with it? I mean, you can always rotate other people in. Like you can reshape and rebuild. Like Angel Garza has his name back. Yeah. Like as silly and stupid as that is, that's a pretty big thing. Like that's emasculating. We're like, you know, we're going to take your personality away. We're going to take you, a part of you, away. And, and you can kind of see that. Name. Like, let's yeah. Libre. That's a, Garza's a big name. So, I mean, they're they're doing things right. I mean, again, like you said, only time will tell. And we all remember, what, four years ago, five years ago, when it's all the McMahons and, and Triple H in there. It's like, we're here for you. We're listening <laughs> to you. And, like, lasted a week. Hey, we're already a week more than, you know, than that old yeah. fiasco. So, I mean, I, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, I, I've been a Triple H mark, uh, I don't know, since he was fighting Henry Godwin in, in pig pen matches, you know, on, on random yeah. houses <laughs> or, or superstars or whatever. So, and we share the same birthday, so that's cool. But, um, I, you know, he is a... He's oh, a student of the game, and he he gets it. He showed that with NXT, and you know, I I don't think you need to bring everyone back, um, but I think you have enough raw talent, no pun intended, where you can, you know, kind of you know line people up, and and people are clamoring to come back now, since, because they don't have to worry, and they don't have to. Be and, and I think that's what's wrong with a lot of the country today is just so many people are just with the morality or the ethics of, of 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it's like, no, like you have to adapt. And that's one thing I do applaud with this new generation is they're like, no, we're, we're not going to, you know, just because you're an old, you know, Karen, that, that we're going to bow down to you. I, I like the challenging of the authority. I like how Triple H is challenging of what we know as as sports entertainment and flipping it back into wrestling. And I'm excited for the journey. And to build up other NXT people, you know, down the line, it'll be interesting. I haven't watched 2.0 since he's been back. But, you know, I, I think the important thing is the flagships. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Do, do we see Gargano for it's all said done come back now? I think the only way that happens is when, and it sucks because they already left Ohio, but I don't know if you do it right away, but the next time you're in Ohio, you have the Miz turn on Ciampa, and then that's when Gargano makes the save. Oh, that's a good idea. That's actually a good idea. I, I like that. To pop would be nuts. Then Cole and everyone would be like, how do we get back? Like, that's the thing. Like, what, what I love about Cornette is, like, it's all friends wrestling over there. Like, it's just a money mark giving, you know, these people that he watched and admires and blah, 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 even though he holds a little bit more than these wrestlers, uh, you know, and, and has done a lot more than, than these wrestlers. But he's, you know, carte blanche for many years. And you know, yeah, like you said, when we go to the events, it's because the cards are, you know, what it's for. But, man, some of these in-ring stuff and some of these wrestlers since the beginning, it's it's 
hasn't been good. And, and you've seen the change and the evolution over the last year, uh, especially with the Punk and the Danielsons, um, you know, and, and I think with the Rhodes leaving, I, I don't know. It's AEW is such – it should be doing so much more. But, again, just flipping through the show tonight, I'm like, eh. Do you, All right. um, what, do you think there's a chance they could do – um, they could do Choppa and Miz against Logan Paul and Gargano. Ooh. I mean, that's not a bad tag team wrestler to have, but, and then they embrace it. The, then Logan <laughs> Paul turns on Gargano and realigns himself with the Miz. No. But, um, <laughs> by the way, I got to say this too, because uh, since I fell asleep talking to Survivors at SummerSlam last week, uh, so, uh, I need, need to say this, is if he were to take this full time and seriously, do you think he could become one of the biggest stars they have? Oh, yeah. He's he, already got that, that brand. I think he's already earned people's, even the most cynical marks. He has their respect in the ring. Again, that match was so choreographed and you can tell in certain spots but everything still hit pitch perfectly where it, it didn't matter like you could just tell like he, you could feel him thinking all right nailed this nailed this nailed this like you felt each move or each big spot like all right you know like he's saying a prayer but i mean it worked for being his second match you're just like wow this guy can, you know, just kind of crank it out. And if he was on there full time, build that personality and that promo that they want um, where he doesn't, you know, talk too fast. I, I think, yeah, he could be the biggest, one of the biggest stars that they have. He could be a, a secondary champion, you know, and, and build to a world title. But that's many, many years off. But yeah. he could be an intercontinental champion. He could be a USJ. He could definitely be a tag champ. That's I mean, I think that that was the you could argue was the best match of the show, and I don't want to throw roses at him, uh, you know, like like I, I did once in 2006 or 2010 or whatever that was. But yeah. I think Miz is once again showing that he's a little underappreciated because yeah. he gets put in the hardest situations. He gets put in these matches with all these goofy celebrities. And he ends mm-hmm. up having like the match the makes it work. time. Yeah. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So I just I, I sort no. of put over the Miz and Logan Paul and look Logan Paul, everyone said how stupid to make him a baby face. The crowd was the crowd was in by the end of it. They were like, All right, dude. As long you as it's delivered in the ring, that's all that matters. Baby face or, or heel mm-hmm. or tweet or whatever you wanna say. He made it work. That match was great. I still think Belair and Lynch was the match of the night, but that's a damn near second end or a third. It's it's one of those things. It's where... number two. It's definitely number two. Yeah, it's you could flip or flippy flop those, but I still think <laughs> the, the match was the best match. You know, I I think those brothers are some of the biggest bonehead idiots I've ever seen yeah. in my life. But everything they do, they're good at. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. They put their mind to it. I mean, they got yeah. the resources. I mean, they have the time. I mean, that's the thing. But they utilize everything that they have, and you know, they've 
again, just cross-branded themselves. And listening to that Triple H interview um, on that impulsive podcast that he has, Mm -hmm. uh, very articulate. I mean, some pretty interesting questions. And it was just a natural flow, and it just seemed like a different cadence and a different Logan Paul. Or, you know, I don't know too much about him, to be honest. You know, I don't follow all that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. But... And I was just like, oh, he's likable. Why do people hate him? And then you research a little, and you're like, oh, that's why. Because he's, he's a bro. But whatever, you know. It's Bros are everywhere, you know, even back in Woodstock 99. Yeah, those, um, those dudes, everything they do, they put the work in, and they try to be the best at it. I can't shit on them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, I love you. But. No, that was just kind of a fun little, fun little diatribe. Like, yeah. That was that was ultimately where I was going with the whole, um, like I said, putting over, whereas we put over AEW so much, you know, shit on WWE, I think I think the E deserves a little bit of credit. Just once again, be careful. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, hell of a, hell of a couple-week effort. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens on Friday. Oh, gotcha. You gonna watch uh, Cubs and Reds tomorrow? No. Why? Who's who's pitching? Uh, it's the Field of Dreams game. Oh, then no. Well, no, maybe. Cornfields. Field of Dreams does nothing for me. Oh. Well then, thank you. It's uh, uh who's who's pitching tomorrow? It's Drew Smiley against Nick Lodolo. A four and six with a three nine seven ERA against a three and three with a four point four zero ERA. <laughs> Trash. The forty five win Cubs taking on the forty four oh. win. Yikes! Where to go, Iowa? Wherever the hell you're at? No, that movie does nothing for me. The sentimental bullshit. No, just does nothing for me. It, if it makes you feel any better, I've never seen it. Yeah. I just I know about dad, it. So when he's all like, I want to play catch, I'm like, eh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Punk. <laughs> I, I never got to go play catch. Yeah. Yeah. Although now you play things. catch with your son, so you're yeah. already See? way ahead. And when my stepdad wanted to take me out to play basketball, he wore fucking... Velcro sandals. Damn, did Ted uh, block your shots? No, but I crossed him over and literally, like, I hit him with the eyeball and he was like, oh, oh, and he fell over (laughs) his ankle. I was like, oh, shit, I really. Horrible. And he, like, hobbled inside and and my mom's like, what happened? He's like, he went around me and I I stumbled. And my aunt, I'm like, no, I just hit him with the Iverson. Is that, is that why he was in that chair in that picture? Sleeping. Was it after that? Where he was all he, passed out? He was having flashbacks and getting eye mode. <laughs> I, would, I, I uh, should have walked over his ass like he was Tyron Lou, but I didn't. Damn, stepping over. <laughs> yeah, they got that Lakers documentary coming out. Pardon me, on Hulu, I think, in a uh, few days. That's going to be interesting, where it's just the history of the Lakers. Like, they literally get everyone except, you know, 
Victor Buss and, and Kobe, of course. But they got Shaq for it. It's going to be interesting. I'll have to check it out. I, uh, I loved the uh, Showtime on the HBO show. Yeah, I started getting back into that. I think I got like four episodes left. Did you ever finish Tokyo Vice? No, we talked about that last week when you were half sleeping, so no. Son of a bitch. That's, that's never going to leave my mind. Got, got no. Oh, what did you, before we wrap up here, penultimate episode ever, Better Call Saul, all black and white, what did you think? Oh, the one that just happened? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch next Monday because I don't want it to end. It's so good. It's so good. And God bless the granny. <laughs> Figuring out the internet. I typed in Albuquerque Cod Man. <laughs> <laughs> And she had a life alert. I was like, oh, hell no, this is so 90. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew no good. I still want to know what the hell the dude drove into that car. Like, hmm. that made no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out on Monday. Uh, Last episode ever of. Better call yeah. Saul. Maybe one yeah. day in the year 2025, I'll start it. <laughs> Got the uh, Kate, Kim Wexler and Aaron Paul interaction, which is cool. Yep. Yeah. Was, I was sitting with my face almost touching my computer screen watching that yesterday. Hmm. <laughs> just like, just a little bit on it. But is what it is. Guys, we are an hour away or so from the N1 victory. Goshizaki, Ironhead, Fujita in the main event. Yep. Uh, they better stare at each other. <laughs> uh, we also get what was the other really big one tonight? Uh, the, what the hell is that? That last big match I was thinking of. Um, let me just pull the fucking page up. Uh, Sugara and Kojima. That's the other one I'm really excited for. Mochizuki, Suzuki, Funaki, Okada, Tanaka, Anthony Green, Nakajima, Masaki, Tamiya. That's up there. Keno, Hiho, Nabato, the Jr., and Kaito Kiyomiya against Jack Morris. Mm, interesting. So, Jack <laughs> Morris, if I had a flag, it would say Jack Morris all day. Uh, we'll be back next week together for sure. Trying to get right back in it. Keep it going week by week like we've been doing. Alex, this is like three weeks in a row. It's called a winning yeah. streak. According to the coach of the uh, the Indians in Major League, you get to three yeah. and start a winning streak. I'm so, watch that move. I'm fall asleep. We got, we got that wrapped under our belt. Uh, awards. Um, Soon. Yeah, we got, we got to get the mid-year awards going. I, I may look at that ballot and resend it over if you haven't started. Um, I was thinking about trying to simplify a couple things. Maybe I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll send something if you haven't started and we can talk about it. We'll try to get that next couple weeks. And then, as mentioned, uh, myself, sometimes Alex will be with you. Uh, but 24 hours that 
usually uh, my goal is within 24 hours of the final match ending uh, come to you with a live reaction of each night of the N1 this year. That is going to be my hopeful gift that keeps on giving to everybody. So, that being said, Alex, I'll never, nope. I'll get a booty to get that. <laughs> Alex, we'll see you later, sir. Sleep well. We'll see you, sir. Be well. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>